Praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Our Lord, we thank you today for your mercies through the week. We thank you for your favor that's been upon us this week. We thank you for it today as well. We pray that we may perceive your leadings and be energized to follow. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over every unsavory work against the church and the people. And in the name of Jesus, we give you all of the glory and all of the praise. Amen. We started uh, last Sunday on several things that can detain us. Um, I like uh, certain kind of words for titles and things, and I call this at first discerning our detainment. Um, maybe it would be better just say what's holding you back. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite a preacher friends who was in the PFW, he was going to preach about the oneness of God, and and he said, my subject tonight is the Christocentric principle. Or he said, maybe I should say it's all in him. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Thank God. Regardless, um, I, I saw at the reasonably early age of 21 that I was already walking in circles. I was in circles. I was going in circles. Of course, we know that naturally that one of our limbs, our walking limbs, is shorter than the other. And if we were left to wander, that we would, and were lost, and had no waypoints, that we would arrive, re-arrive at our original starting point. Because that shorter limb is going to cast you into walking a circle. And... We need straight paths for our feet, don't we? And I don't know if anyone here ever gets tired of yourself. I'm not talking about necessarily how you look. The world is always worried about how they look. And I just read about a lady that spent $175,000 on plastic surgery to augment different uh, sections of her body. And uh, she said there are many more surgeries to come. She's not happy with what she saw in the mirror. But I find have found that in my own life spiritually, um, looking into the mirror of God's way and discovering that I am, am insufficient or I am deficient, I should say, of things that belong to me. So I... These things begin to come to me as th through the years as I've encountered uh, deficiencies and um, just have noted them. And since last week, I have prayerfully rearranged the list, and we will start over, but we'll pick up where we left off last week. These are steps, hopefully in the right direction, to help us to understand what has detained us, what has kept us from the blessings that belong to us. Joshua chided Israel. The Lord chided Joshua because they had not risen up to take hold of the, pos the possessions of the promised land. Something that was given to them and they had not risen to take it. Ah, 
Maybe I'm in the wrong class this morning. But anyway, we shall start for perhaps those one or two that might be interested. The first, the first step that has to be taken, last week I said it was purity, but I had to go backwards, roll the tape back, and realize that the first thing that will help me to discern my detainment is principles, principles, the principles of the Word of God, the principles of the Word of God. As I am reading the Word of the Lord, uh, I, like, I like a neon orange highlighter. I can see that. It jumps out at me and reminds me of, of, the, of, of sections of the Scripture that I want to, I want to really remember. They, they may point out um, areas that I don't have to be deficient in. And so it is the word of the Lord. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. Thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. And so hopefully... Uh, we can we can begin to make or, or, or gain ground as we pursue these things, as we look at these things, because we can have painful issues in our life, relational issues that we do not know how to deal with. Have you ever had a painful person in your life that you couldn't shoot or get rid of? You 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 can't. You can't budge them. You can't move them. You can't get rid of them. It would either be unlawful or shameful. Right? And sometime you may be married to that. I don't believe I said that. But you may be married to the issue. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. <laughs> And it is painful, and you do not know what to do. You try everything that comes to your mind. Maybe you read a few books on relational improvements and aspects, and that does nothing. And, and, and so uh, there's financial issues that are painful. There, there are physical issues that are painful. And you visit doctors, the lady with the issue of blood. She spent all she had and grew worse. This was a painful thing. What was what did she need? Well, she needed the principle of the of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the living word. Right? And thank God we have the written word and the, the living word. Isn't that right? So I I consult the principles of of God's word. I heard something interesting a few days ago. Uh, the Bible says that Israel saw God's acts, but Moses knew his ways. Now, many of us have seen the Lord's acts at different times, but we should desire to know his ways, how he operates. These are principles. Okay? And so this, this minister who the Lord has blessed with exceptional um, miraculous things around the world, healings, etc., deliverances, mental insanity healed, inward healings, outward healings, regrowth of limbs, etc., etc. And, and he said, you know, 
the, the, the law of uh, thermodynamics, aerodynamics, uh, all of these things were here when Adam came. They were here. But man only discovered or began to use, I think uh, it was Leonardo da Vinci that, you know, he had drew some sketches about uh, flying instruments. And, and I don't know if anyone knew if he tried that or not, but, but there was a concept that was dawning in his mind. But the Wright brothers, and there was somebody, they, they, they got the, note, uh, the, the notoriety for it, but there was someone else in the world that had uh, devised a, a winged thing and had tried it, but the Wright brothers got the fame for it. And, but they were discovering and beginning to work with a law that had been here since man has been on the planet. And all of the, these, these other laws that, that have been here since man came, since man was created, were here. And there are things about the Spirit of God and things about us that He desperately wants us to get. But we have to turn to the principle first, the principles of God's Word, the principles of salvation, the entrance of salvation, repent, baptism, and receive the Holy Spirit. That's the principles of the, of the earnest of our inheritance. But then there are other principles that guide us in prayer, that guide us in understanding God, that guide us in following Him, perceiving Him. I've stopped saying, Lord, lead me, and I've started saying, Lord, per help me to perceive your leading. There's FM radio waves in here. There's AM in here right now, radio. But there has to be a perception instrument to pick it up. Isn't that right? So, okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn to the principles of God's word, and you you have to be you have to be hungry for it. You have to pray over yourself. What Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, Ephesus in chapter one. I pray that you be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. You have to pray what Paul prayed for the Colossian church when he said. I pray that you be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And one man said he prayed that dozens of times, and then all of a sudden he said, I thought, where have I been? Because James said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him what? Ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Another man began to receive answers from, from the Lord, and, uh, and he told his buddy, he said, you know, man, when I pray, the Lord doesn't speak to me, but he speaks to me in the shower. He said, I wonder why that is. Why? He said, well, you never shut up while you're praying. And I have friends like that. I have a call that I must make now to a very precious man who's been a friend. But I am having to pray and fast about calling him back because it will be one hour of me going, mm, wow, no way. Yes, you're kidding. And even when I do am asked to give a reply, it's I can tell the, the machinery of the next subject is going. Right? 
So he can't know anything about me because he tells me about everything in his state, everything in his life, everything, 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 everything. And some that he told me the last time, he tells it again. Pete, Pete, and repeat. I could see some of you have had one of those in your life. A second thing that once I get the principles, along with the principles, there has to come, these are all P words, is probing. Probing. The prophet said, In the day that you seek me with all of your heart, the Lord said through the prophet, I will be found. And I'll just be quite honest with you, there are some answers that require more of us being involved in the probing than we are willing to give. Hmm? There's some people that that as long as they've got the pills to mask the pain, they're not worried really about getting healing. They, you know, parrot some words, oh yes, oh yes, I'm believing the Lord and the Lord and all this. But as long as there is a secondary thing, they'll not get it. Because probing involves... It is, uh, it is a spiritual stress. May I say it like that? Because it involves a dedication of your time. It involves a de- dedication of your emotions. It involves a certain kind of inner strength and fortitude. And if your life is already, if you've let it be overtaxed by the things of life, then you will not be so inclined to seek him to probe. And you have, to, you have to be willing. You have to be open. You have to have an openness before him. But, Lord, anything you want to say about anything in my life, I'm open for that. I am, you know, uh, search me, O God, and try me. Know my thoughts See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, in bad relationships, if you can have a couple of days a week that are pretty chummy, well, hey, man, I can do with this. And then you get back in the grind of the, you know, the teeth gnashing and all of those things and you're back to seeking the Lord but you know you have another couple of chummy days and everything is lovely and roses and candy bars and stuff and hey you don't need that quite as bad in financial areas as long as we can exist and make it we'll not seek the abundance that is in Jesus and in the word word of the Lord Malachi, the third chapter, the, we, we, we practice tithe giving every week. But the principles of tithing are that he would open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we'd not have room enough to receive. Are we in that dimension? Have we gotten to that place yet? So what should we do? We should probe. gifts of the spirit there there are there are people in christianity in 
apostolic Christendom, let's be careful to get the boundaries right, that just seem to wake up one day and they have gifts of the Spirit or a gift of the Spirit. And some of the rest of us, we, we wonder, do I have one? Am I supposed to have one? How can I get one? And so on. And yes, therefore, us, or the, the apostle would not have said, covet earnestly the best gifts. He was speaking to the church. He was not speaking to his fellow apostles. He was speaking to the church. And he said, concerning the gifts, I do not want you to become be, be ignorant. But I, I can, in 22, 23 years of traveling, I can count on one hand the number of churches where even the simple gift of tongues and interpretation has been in operation. These are Pentecostal churches. These are apostolic Pentecost. These are one God, tongue-talking, heaven-bound churches. And that aspect of Pentecost is not there. And I'm worried about the fruit of the Spirit too. If we, if we lose, it's just easy to just, through attrition, to let things go. You just got them. Oh, well, sister so-and-so, she was always used in the church. Well, she's gone now. So what are we going to do? What, are, what am I going to do? What, sister Frazier, is she, is she deceased now? The old prophetess there in the, the home church in Jackson ministered to hundreds of people. But now she's gone. Who's going to take that up? Oh, I could never be like her. Well, you can be like you, and God wants to use you. So I don't know how the, I don't have a clue how that operates, and I don't know anybody that can help me. Hey, you got a teacher? Call the Holy Ghost. Even if you have someone to stand by you and instruct you, this is how you feel, your ears will wiggle, your forehead will get hot. If they, even if they tell you those strange things, it doesn't mean that you will do it because there has to be a birth for you and that will not come except you understand the principles and start probing for it. And sometimes it takes days, sometimes it takes hours, sometimes it takes weeks, and sometimes it takes months. And it's usually according to the level of your probing. The more desperate, the more hungry you are, the more quickly it will come into manifestation. And if it takes more time and you're wondering about that, you can ask the Lord, the Lord will tell you, look, I'm going to give this to you, but here's my timetable, all right? So at least I will be relaxed and rested in the fact that I have received his word on this. Well, that brings us to the next word. Man, how do, I have a friend that said, God spoke to me, you know, add 30 pounds of pressure to your left tire. Well, God spoke. I mean, it's everything. God spoke to me to eat a pay, payday candy bar. I mean, it's everything. God spoke. God spoke. Well, my pastor, my last pastor said, I'd hate to be so dumb. God had to tell me everything to do. But we value the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord, <clears throat> Wiki communicates to me a lot of times without one word, one verbal word. It's a tilt of the head. It's a squinting of the eye. 
but she's communicating. I say, would you like to go to, uh, she says, I mean, she's there before I get there. Come on, so can we allow the Lord to speak to us through nuances? Anybody know what a nuance is? Just an inflection? Yes, yes. I pick up on that. Maybe a kick in the shin under the table. Can we let him? Does he have to come out in booming, stentorian, Elizabethan language so that I can say, I heard from the Lord? No. Sometimes all I feel is his reins checking me. I start to do something, but I can't do it. Huh? Praise the Lord. Are we okay so far? And then the third thing is, is of course, purity. We covered that last week that... As we are probing, we will be reminded of purifications that we need to do in our life. The Lord may have asked, and this is the word that has been lost among us, He may have asked for a consecration. Anybody remember consecration services? Anybody? I'm going to consecrate something to the Lord. And it may not necessarily be something that uh, is written in His Word, but it's something that you just feel in your heart that I want to give this to the Lord. I want to release this to the Lord. I'm not going to partake. This has been my pleasure. This has been my right. But I am going to cease this and, and so that I'll have more of me to direct to Him. Okay? Consecration. We grew up on that. Lord, it was the meat of church. It's consecration. And we were asked if the word didn't say it, well, have you consecrated that to the Lord? Praise the Lord. So we have to, we have to probe. We have to be ready for, for him to remind us of past, maybe consecrations that we have abdicated, that we have turned away from. He'll remind us. He'll remind us of, of things that we need to correct and make right. And as I said before, he is able and willing to strengthen us to correct them. Come on, he will. Lord, how can I do this? How? I, I don't know. One pastor's wife left, left me a note on the evangelist quarter's bed that said, you, had no per- you, you have no personality without coffee. He was right. I mean, without coffee, they have to tell me to turn my head over 30 minutes. Honey, turn. I went on the Atkins diet one time, and every two hours they had to tell me to move. No carbs, no energy. Huh? He'll, he'll remind us of things. Say, Lord, I my coffee, my God. You know, I can't dip, chew, go to movies, run with the people who do, and you're asking for my coffee too? Come on. <laughs> my Dr. Pepper, my Diet Coke. How many, has anybody here tried the new Diet Coke blueberry acai drink? Anybody tried that? Sounds terrible. Which brings me to number four, which are people 
and offenses. People and offenses. We can have covered things over, smoothed them over, and forgotten about them in, in a calloused way about people that we have offended or that are offended with us. In other words, there is a problem between you. I, I had a very close friend, and uh, one day we were riding along in his vehicle, and we came to a moment we were going to do something else, and he just blew. His, the stack blew. He exploded at me, and I was sitting there like, what have I done? I couldn't even respond. I couldn't even get angry because I I haven't done anything to you. I couldn't even say a word. And so there were no phone calls. And I just kind of justified, you know, I said, hey, it was his problem. And I knew that he was a severe diabetic, and I knew that severe diabetics can have <laughs> mood things, ups and downs real quickly. And so I just said, well, you know, he was just having a, a sugar day. And I just let that go on for days, maybe two or three weeks. I let that go on and, and uh, may have been one or two little telephone calls, and it was chilly, chilly, chilly. It's cold. And finally, I drove, I went to his house, and I, I said to him, I said, I am here to humble myself before you. I do not know. I have no consciousness. I have not a clue of what I did to cause you to respond as you did. But I am asking you to forgive me of whatever it might be. And he said, Man, let's not let's forget about it. He said, I forgive you. He said, It was just me, totally me, and let's let's move on. From then on, we were back to the normal operating temperature. But there was an offense that was was laying there. And Jesus said, If you come to the altar and there remember. You see, there it is. I'm coming to the principles. I'm coming to the principles of the Lord. And when I'm in His presence, the living Word and the written Word, I'm in their presence, and I remember something. Leave your gift. Go make corrections. Fix things. Come on. I, I've told you before, I had a pastor one time that I oh, severely disliked. I was just a teenager. And I just, man, he's never coming to, yeah, he's not going to pray for me. I may God get, I'm, I'm going to get away from him, you know. And one time I got so sick, I chattered and shook and chattered and shook three or four days ago, and finally I was so tired of the chills and the fever that nothing could seem to touch. And I said, Lord, what can I do? I knew before I finished the question, what? my remedy was but I didn't care anymore because I was hurting I said mother would you call brother so and so she called him he came and he touched me I was healed that offense was not dealt with 
it was it was laying there and it will hinder you it will hold you back it will tie you down and there's a lot of times that we we have we become so calloused we don't even know we we just don't know we it's covered over it's seared over we need the keenest of consciences I, w- I was doing some study this last week, uh, and I was thinking about renewing a passion for the Lord, and I, I assembled all these scriptures, and do you know what? There's just a small portion of the love God scriptures in there. There's the, thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's there. But the addendum is, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And all through the epistles, it's all about, Loving others, regaining your love for others, learning to love others, how to love others. And then John gives us the understanding that I can't love him who I've never seen any more than I love you who I have seen. So he has wired us into a default setting. Come on. God has wired you and me in a default setting that when I cease to love you, when I cease to treat you right, kindly, gently, mercifully, long-sufferingly, huh? I'm not loving him. And the other way he said to love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. So, well, Lord, I'm going to do that, but I want to love you more. Okay, love your fellow man. Whoa, you know, I'm uh, a little short of cash, and I, you know. People and offenses, people and offenses. We have to to work through this. And so, well, how do I get love for people? Well, the Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Isn't it? And so if it's in there, it's in there. One uh, pastor's wife was telling a man, a preacher that I met one time, and he said to him, uh, this pastor's wife said, I hate my mother-in-law. And that's understandable. I've heard some mother-in-laws that probably deserve that. Oh, he said, sister talk to you after church about it. So they went out to eat and they were sitting there and he says, now the Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. I want you to look me in the eye and tell me I hate my mother-in-law. And so she said, and of course it delighted her to say it, you know. She said, I hate my mother-in-law. He said, now tell me what's going on down inside of you. He said, well, she said, well, it's kind of a little scratchy feeling inside. He said, that's the Holy Ghost trying to get your attention. To not say that. To act in love. Now, he said, the love of God is in you. Now, you go love her by faith. And faith has no feelings. Faith is an action word. 
Come on. So she mustered up the courage, I don't know, to bake her a cake or something and took it to her and began to do loving things for her. And guess what? She wasn't able to say, I hate her anymore. Because she had acted in faith on the love that was there and that dealt with the people offense that was in her life. Glory. These are, these are things that will directly stand in front of you. In fact, when you kneel to pray, when you start to pray, what comes up before you? You know, it's interesting uh, that some of the some of the leading uh, Holy Ghost filled people out there that have ministries in the world that are not United Pentecostal, they're not any kind of so-called apostolic. Those people are catching glimpses of these things, and they understand these things. And I don't know how many of you ladies ever heard of Beth Moore. Beth Moore, Baptist lady, teacher, dynamic, abused as she was growing up. She, she made this statement. She said, when I go to pray before the Lord, she said, I, I take off my makeup and I take off my jewelry. I, and, and she said, and I lay before the Lord because she said, I don't want there to be one element of this world to stand between me and his presence. She didn't say that wearing jewelry was, was wrong or, or whatever. She did not say that. That's not my point. My point is that there's a consciousness there that she did not want anything offensive that might be offensive. Listen, when you love somebody, you'll start working on the mites. It's not, we're in a day now, well, God didn't say it in his word, okay? So he didn't say don't smoke. But he came to give us life and that more abundantly, and these things kill people. So, duh. Help us to arrive, okay? There were, there were many specifics that my mother and dad did not enunciate and write down on the rule book on the side of the refrigerator. They weren't there. But, you know, if you have an ounce of sense, you will discern these things. And when you fall in love with somebody, you will stop. Well, can I do this and still love you? Will you let me do that and still love you? Because when you start that, you are closer than you've ever been to being a backslider. In fact, those questions prove backsliding is already happening. Does the Lord really require? Come on. That means you're already listening to the bad guy. When Eve gave ear, did God say? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let, let's, let's get one more. I'm so kind. I usually let y'all out right now, and so you have a you know, half hour to tell fishing stories and golfing stories and 
all of that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm. One more. Parents. Parents can be a hindrance to you in obtaining the things that you need from the Lord and that you want from the Lord. How? Parents inscribe upon us limitations or unlimited. They, they have fundamental ways, and sometimes these things that they teach and they adhere to have come down for generations. Amen? And they will, if you follow them without following this process of the principles of probing and so on, you would just continue to walk according to the pattern that is set by parents, guardians. It doesn't have to be your biological, but whoever was there in your formative years. And my dad was a precious, wonderful man. He loved the Lord. We sat on the second row. He was church secretary treasurer, worked hard, provided for us. He did. But he did not understand the value of not saying some things to us. And he told me, son, you're a dummy. I don't know how you will ever get it. I mean, his, his patience was real thin with me in some way. Because in other words, he'd go for years. And so, you know what? My guardian, my father told me that I'm a dummy. So, hey, that lets me off the hook. I don't have to learn anything. Because he unplugged me from smartness. His word is a, an authoritative word. right? His word is a word in the house. His word is the word of the house. Come on. And there have been times in my life that I've had to push that to the side, bend it out of the way. Come on, resubdue that. No, I'm a son of God now. Hallelujah, I've been born again. Therefore, I'm not under Wade's authority. Wade's way, unless it had to agree with the Word of God, you know. So we have to recognize these things. We have to understand these things. That, And there, there are some people, I don't know why you won't go to school. Ain't none of us past seventh grade. Who are you? So then you're accused of being arrogant for wanting to learn and do better. And so if you're not strong enough, you'll just settle back down. Come on. What do you want brick house for? We all lived in shacks and double wide. That leaked. Cars with the mufflers dragging the ground. I ain't never, I ain't earned a, drove a new car in my life. What are you trying to do, son? Better myself. Why you want better yourself? You trying to be better than me? Haven't I been good enough to you, me and your mother? Huh? You had bacon and eggs every morning? Bread to sop the grease up with? You ever notice you try to improve your health around some of your unhealthy friends? Look at him. What are you trying to do? You trying to be better than us? 
Come on, man, let's go eat some ice cream. Come on, man. Parents. And it's, I'll just be honest with you, it's just real easy to just sit in the same chair that they sat in. There's no struggle. You have approval. You have affirmation. be thinking, I don't know, I think I kind of like where I am. I'm, I'm not so concerned about being detained from my blessing. Hmm? You know, I need to lose weight. I really do. 100 pounds would be good. I know you wouldn't recognize me, so I'd have to send my picture out, my new profile picture on Facebook. I once weighed 155 pounds. So now you know how much I weigh now. And I have been on a program that two friends have been on, and they look like scarecrows. My threads are still streaming. Coats that won't meet in the middle like this one. then it would look obscene. <laughs> and there they are walking. I mean, they're a model thin. There's nothing but bone and a little skin. And, and I've been doing it April, May, June, and now we're into July. And, and I have, there's been a slight trimming. They're, they're, they're pants that will come together now that did not November of last year. Now, I told you all about that story, didn't I? That I've been, I just went off, I've always kind of been good, you know, just just kind of good. But like October of last year, so I just went off the rails, man. I just started eating, just, I just, hey, let's do it, man. Let's do it and do it a lot, okay? And uh, so we came here and I just plucked my suit off the rack at the house got my shirt, my shoes, my socks, and everything, hung it up in the car, and uh, got got in the room, and, and uh, Sunday morning, and I, I don't know about y'all, but I can tell when I'm drawing the slacks up just mid-thigh if I'm going to be in trouble or not. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's kind of a premonition. That when it gets up here, it's not going to work. And, and I had that premonition. And sure enough, it was a word from the Lord. It was a true word. And I got that thing up. And I have a move that I make when I'm trying to get it over the lard. couldn't get it over the Lord and we were like man 20 minutes from needing to leave there and I knew that man there was no water pills or anything's gonna work that quickly I just I knew so I tried it two or three times and then I found out of course I'd, I'd have to deal with that sometime on my, my neck 
sometimes it won't it won't go, and I have to back off and take a breath, and then run at it again to try to get at the button. And so. And then I got cramps in my shoulder blades. Uh, you want Wiki to see me going through all that? She, I want her to think I was still, you know, sleek svelte and all that. And and, uh, and so finally I, I said, darling, I'm going to have to have help. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to have help. And so she said, okay, what do you want me to do? I said, well, I'm going to lay across the corner of the bed. And I'm going to use what strength I have before I set into cramps. And I'm going to pull this cloth out and supply your strength to make it snap. And then we'll have a sausage, praise the Lord. And I did, and she did, and the pants snapped, and I came to church. Only the upper part of my lungs was useful that day. No singing or loud preaching. Amen? Praise God. So, I don't know what that had to do with anything, but uh, so we, we're going to move on, and we're going to have the victory in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we thank you for your people. We thank you for your word. May we be listeners, hearers, O oh God, and doers. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and we thank you now for your goodness and mercy. Amen. God bless you.